Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. It's March 3rd, uh, Thursday. Um, wow, we didn't even have the microphones up uh, when the show started, but we're getting it all figured out. Um, hey, we've got... Uh, some of my favorite people in Lincoln, and and some more favorite people that I'm just meeting in to talk astronomy and looking at the stars. Not Australia, not astrology, astronomy today. Um, and we're going to get to that uh, probably here at the very end of the first segment, and then we will uh, have them on all second segment. So I'm going to save that one. I will tell you this, though. Uh, they have brought... Uh, Combo gift cards from Firehouse Subs that we will give away at the bottom half of the hour. So when we get to that point and I give the ready, set, go on callers, uh, be prepared if you want to get a, a combo from Firehouse Subs. And we'll break that down later. But there is city drama that I have to uh, address and take care of. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, as you know, yesterday I said that I testified as a private citizen in the uh, state hearing on LB-859, which would put the Lincoln-Lancaster health director underneath the state, essentially aligning Lincoln-Lancaster County Health with all other counties in the state. Okay, so we, Lincoln-Lancaster County, are the only state that have an obscure arrangement uh, that has caused a lot of consternation for folks over the last two years. So I testified that that should be done. The local newspaper decided to put um, that I talked about governance and used Nazi Germany and mutilation of women genitalia um, as my example. Um, That is true, sort of, kind of. So I will provide the context of my testimony, which you can go look because it's public record, um, so that you, the listeners, can understand that a little better. I think the Journal Star should maybe do a better job of uh, maybe interviewing people as they come out of the hearing if they want to use them or quote them. I did not uh, testify um, under KLIN, as they put in the newspaper. But yes, I am a radio host on this show, Drive Time Lincoln. I am Commander Jack Riggins. So let's hammer that first. Um, I talked about governance, meaning good and efficient governance, And that is important in considering this dynamic. I said, if the state felt that the dynamic in Lincoln is the way it should be, then all the other counties would be that way. But they're not. So clearly the state and its leaders over the years have decided that the state-run Department of Health from the top down handling epidemics, pandemics, is a better, more efficient way to handle these things than to have lone wolf local Department of Health making decisions. Okay, so that's my general argument, right? That if it were that this was the best way to do it, we as a state would already be doing it, but we're clearly not. So I was asking the state to approve it so that Lincoln-Lancaster County could align with that. My argument was that it sets up the conditions which were probably exposed because of COVID. Otherwise, the rest of us here in this county wouldn't know. It sets up the conditions where there's no check and balance on power. 
And what do I mean by that? Check and balance on power is a key fundamental of our Republic of the United States of America. And when you have an elect, excuse me, when you have a non-elected health department, right, who can just make mandates under any reason, in this case it was COVID and masking, that's an unhealthy dynamic and something that I don't think is good, efficient governance or a good way to govern citizens, okay? So if you draw that out, I'm saying that having the situation we have doesn't allow for checks and balances that under the state would not only allow better collaboration on medical decisions like this, but would also allow a bigger power of check and balance so that the people are treated fairly. Because it's not just about health, folks. It's about economy, mental health, all the second, third order effects when you decide to do a mandate. And so I drew that out to say unbalanced check and power is something we have seen in the world before. Hence the Nazi Germany reference, which is to say at one point in Germany, people in power told other people to get on trains and those people never came back in other countries and other places in this world right now. There is mutilation of female genitalia based on what somebody with unchecked power thinks is important for little girls to have. Now, those are extreme examples. For the point, you have five minutes to testify. If you want to make a point, let's draw it out. Okay. Do I think Pat Lopez and Lincoln is headed for that? No, of course not. But I do think when you talk about governance and the ability for unchecked power to create friction and things in society, it's a real bad thing. And we need to push back against that. There was my argument. You can decide is what it is. Um, If you listen to the show a lot, you know my stance on it. I'll say again, LB859 should get approved. If not, I guess it will go back on the ballot next time because seriously, the citizens of Lincoln are going to continue to push back on this because it makes no sense, the dynamic we just lived through, even from a governance standpoint. That's independent of medical stuff, folks. Um, If you're really questioning and hard and don't understand, I suggest you go look at the Constitution of the United States. I suggest you look at the Bill of Rights. You understand what those are. under our constitution and then go look at governance and then ask yourself a simple question well if this is how we're organized in the rest of the state why isn't it in lincoln i mean you're either all in or you're not it's pretty simple just adjust it and we move forward um second i'm going to do my best uh vice president of the united states to explain this to you okay listeners okay There are two shows on KLIN.com. One is a big show. It's the morning show called LNK Today. And there is a host named Jack Mitchell. He is Jack with the cargo shorts. There is a second show, smaller, in the afternoon called Drive Time Lincoln. I am the host, Jack Riggins, of Drive Time Lincoln. I am very boisterous, and I'm very opinionated, and I handle a lot of different topics than the morning show. They are two distinct, different things. 
Jack Mitchell is his own person. We're not related. He has his own thoughts. And I, Jack Riggins, have my own thoughts. So, for those of you that are confused under the KLIN umbrella, please direct your questions and concerns to me at CommanderJack at KLIN.com or on any social media platform, Riggins underscore Jack. Uh, I don't know how to clarify it more than that for you. Okay? Good. Thank you. All right, real quick. Uh, Realtors Association here in Lincoln, uh, you have just went to the top of the list. Uh, President, uh, I'm going to call it Mrs. Brabeck, uh, your letter to your realtors uh, with regard to uh, harassing speech, hate speech, epitaph slurs, I know what you're trying to do, right? We're trying to get an alignment with diversity and inclusion, and I champion that. What I don't agree with in your letter to your Lincoln folks is that you have insinuated, almost threatened, that if they participate in uh, pushing back on the fairness ordinance, which, as you know, is at a standstill right now, they could be fined under your code of conduct up to $15,000 by essentially a council of their peers? You insinuate in your letter that other realtors should report them. So for the greater good of all realtors, everyone's code of conduct, both professionally and now per, I guess, your national group, um, their personal conduct too. So I'm trying to rectify how can a realtor then under your association participate in democracy, which is guaranteed by the constitution of the United States. Anyway, I've got it. I'm on you. You're invited on the show. I'll try to find you. Um, but I think you got a lot of explaining to do in the verbiage that you've written to the realtors here in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is very suspect, almost looks like a political ploy to try to keep people from participating in democracy. That's interesting. Very difficult to sit here right now and not think that that is a little bit of abuse of power. Eh, I don't know. Let's go to Dan on the call lines real quick. Dan, what do you got? You got to make hey, it Hey, Commander, quick. thanks for having me. Yep. Appreciate you taking my call. Go. Hello? Go. Hello? Go, Dan. Go. Go, Dan, hello? go. All right. Hello, hello? Go, Dan, go. Uh, hey, Commander, can you hear me? Dan, you're driving me nuts. Go. Hey, Commander, I, I, you're, um, you, what you said about the realtors, I, I, I saw that letter today. And it was off the hook, and I think it, it seems like, I wonder what other professional groups the mayor has reached out to to put pressure on the uh, the people that get up against this, um, uh, the, the, the ordinance. It's, it's, it's just crazy. But I wanted to call you about uh, paramilitary militia, the Azov Battalion. Okay, so uh, yeah. your, your point is they're there? They are there, and there's lots of evidence. London Telegraph, Foreign Policy Magazine, Reuters. Um, there's pictures online. Okay, here, here's the deal. I'm going to get to my guests because they've been here a long time, but it's a very intriguing, interesting topic. 
Um, don't have a show tomorrow, but next week, uh, call back in. Give me some time to research it so that I can be more informed, and we'll see where this goes. Appreciate the call, Dan. Seriously. Um, well, you never know what's going on in this world. Okay, folks, let's get to our guests. Holy cow. Uh, number one, Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. We had, we've got a lot going on today, um, but he's not behind the mic. So, Johnny, thank you for giving up your mic. Uh, Matt, I'm going to let you introduce the crew and oh, the mission. Th- thank you, Commander. Well, uh, here in the studio here today, we have, of course, uh, Michael Severinsen, uh, the uh, co- co-founder of the Branch Oak Observatory, and our very good friend, Lisa Workman here with Security First Bank. She is... Well, just been an incredible individual, but they have been wonderful supporters for the observatory. Yeah, and I know you have an event coming up, but because of weather and things like that, it's yep. been delayed. So we're going to talk about that all second segment. Absolutely. Um, appreciate, as the pro you are, getting on the mic. We we almost ran out of mics, folks, here in the studio. I appreciate Johnny letting me have it here, because I know he's he looks a little lost. <laughs> well, you know, when a, when the major media outlet, other than yourselves, in town you know, kind of mischaracterizes things. It tends to cause a little uh, damage control, as we say in, in studio parlance. But Lisa, I want to go to you first real quick, because uh, Mike and Matt have been on the show several times. Uh, where did your interest, where did you find these guys and go, this is something I got to get behind? Well, I don't really remember how I found you, but I'm glad I did. Um, no, I, I'm i a very community-driven person, professionally and personally. So when I see people passionate and dedicated and work so hard for something they believe in it it's something that just i gravitate to so it was very easy for me to be a part of what they're doing it's um impacting the community in in, in positive ways there's no, nothing negative you have families that come out you have children it's educational and they're just continuing to grow what they're doing and i am absolutely honored to be a part of it that's awesome. Now, let's remind everybody, uh, we are talking about viewing the stars. We're yep. talking about Branched Oak. Uh, you can, you've got to count on people forgetting. So let's redo the mission so everybody knows what we're doing here. All right, I'm going to hand that over to Michael. There. All right, this is Michael Sibrinson. I'm the CEO of Branched Oak Observatory. And uh, we, started a, we started a number of years ago now, and uh, we... we Essentially, both Matt and I worked at the uh, SAC Museum together. We had a number of great right. astronomy programs out there. And uh, Matt moved out to uh, Lincoln, just north of Lincoln, near Branched Oak Lake and Park Re- uh, Recreation Area. And he invited me out. He says, I've got some great stars here, some great skies. He invited me out to uh, take a look. And even though we've got the light pollution of Lincoln to the south of us, the skies are are really nice there. And uh, on the way home, driving back to Omaha, I called up uh, Matt and I said, how does the name Branched Oak Observatory sound? And he <laughs> knew exactly what I was getting at. It wasn't too long after that that we started to invite local astronomers and, of course, the general public out, which was essentially just a field. Yeah. All, all it was at, one, at that time, a field where we would set up our telescopes and uh, explore the night sky, look at some of the great 
wonders, the treasures, galaxies, nebulas, star clusters yeah. with our, our different telescopes. And we, we, we dreamt about what we'd like to do, uh, build new observatories, build buildings, and uh, all of our dreams have come true. We now yeah. have a number of observatory buildings with a number of different telescopes. We've got concrete pads all over the park for area astronomers to set up their own equipment. So it really has become a wonderful place. You've essentially created for lovers a of permanent structure one-stop shop for astronomy in the area and we're going to come back with branch oak observatory on the rest of 1499.3 drive time lincoln you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 1499.3 klin all right folks uh, we're back we are going to continue the show and the rest of the show is with the folks here at branched oak observatory uh, Matt, Mike, and Lisa, who is supporting. We're going to get to know her efforts and her um, support, um, specifically better in the second segment. One of the things they brought in, I mentioned at the top of the show, was uh, three combo cards to get yourself a free combo at Firehouse Subs. Um, so when we get to the end of this segment, which is in about one minute, I'm going to give everybody the go and the first three callers will get those free combos to Firehouse Subs on Branched Oak Observatory, which is cool. So appreciate you guys bringing that in. Um, they actually have brought in other gifts before, which I think is cool. And I know one of the things we're going to talk about in the second segment is what's coming up and also some of the support programs and gifts that they have in their upcoming events. And, you know, other than that, we're just going to talk the stars and maybe get some insight because I've kind of lost track of James Webb. Um, oh. Now that you guys are back on the show, I'll probably go look up and get caught back up. Uh, of course, me being a very visual person, um, you know, until there's a picture that I can see, I'm, I'm not going to believe it. But uh, I'm really excited about that when it comes to stargazing and and excited for you guys and what you've built out there and, and love that you, you really are. Um, well, you know, you're always welcome on the show. Thank Thanks for having us. Um, Thank you very much. But, um, you know. This show sometimes can get hot and heavy, so it's nice to kind of talk about something community wide that um, gives back to the community. And really, I I think I folks, I'm just telling you, I I don't think there's anything better to settle your mind, and for young people and even older people to dream than to look at the stars. It just has an interesting effect on human beings. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three callers, get your free combo. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, I feel pretty good because we were able to get the giveaway done, and it felt like when we started the show today that the chaos of the world it might not happen. But uh, yeah, we're here. We get now just kind of good twenty minutes to talk about the observatory and your program. Excellent. Thank yeah, you again thank you. Um, for coming in. Well, thanks for having us. Um, let's do what we should always do first and let's talk about the event coming up so we can say that multiple times yes so uh, <laughs> hunting orion uh which was originally scheduled for this weekend here but because mother nature isn't going to cooperate with us we're moving it to the 12th here uh this is our first official star party event of the year and um, we're very excited we're, we're, we're starting a new initiative 
uh, about recognizing some of our community heroes. And uh, uh, we're very blessed to have the support of one of our community members here, uh, Lisa Workman with Security First, in helping us to make that possible. And this was just a brainchild of ours. Uh, we sat down in her office, and I think it took her all of like two seconds to say yes. And we're, so we're very, very pleased. So, so uh, hunting Orion March 12th. Right. Is that right? That's is, right. Is right now kind of honoring uh, firefighters and first responders. So the the general public star party is, of course, about the uh, the constellation of Orion the Hunter and the Great Orion Nebula and the night sky. Our new initiative, which is our community superstars recognition initiative, uh, for every event that we have, we are going to select a group of community members who we just want to show our appreciation for what they do for the community. And for our first event, for our now March 12th event uh, during our Hunting Orion, it will be uh, fire and rescue, so firefighters. Uh, Essentially, they'll come to the event. Anyone and everyone that's a member of Fire and Rescue, we're going to adorn them with a sticky star so everyone will get to know who they are and that they're special and gotcha. they need to be thanked for what they do. Then we will also be putting their name, and it will only be members of Fire and Rescue, we'll be putting their name in for a drawing for a pair of Vortex Crossfire HD binoculars, 10 by 50 binoculars, really high quality binoculars. We wanted to make it a point that we had good, you know, we're giving away good optics here. And we'll be giving away a pair of 10 by 50 binoculars at every single one of our events. Wow. So we will literally take their names on March 12th. And then the evening of March 12th, somebody will be walking away with that pair of binoculars. And we'll do this for every single one of our events i would guess that the people you are honoring in this case uh fire and and rescue if you will or um all know the quality of vortex optics and binoculars and not just uh in the hunting capacity but the stargazing capacity that's right um that's pretty cool uh awesome event awesome really give back to the community i can't thank you guys enough for that you know well we should mention i'm sorry we should we should mention that it's all thanks to lisa i'm gonna get to lisa in a second i'm gonna get to lisa in a second because obviously you have a lot of things that in, any of us do that we can give to mm-hmm. and that we can support and and you obviously have been on the ground floor of helping branch oak observatory you know Absolutely. do this again uh where did the passion come from what has the journey been like in uh supporting and also uh your interest in the stars let's make sure we talk about that well i can't say i know a lot about them they're beautiful but i'm learning um i it was really an easy decision for me because, um, you know, we do have so many community heroes and just to have an initiative that recognizes those individuals is genius. Um, and it comes from the heart, which is also another reason why it was just very easy to be a part of it. Um, I'm, I'm so fortunate to be in a position where I can help initiatives like this and, and having that ability is, a responsibility that I, I take very seriously. So I'm really proud to be a part of what the Branch Stoke Observatory stands for. And the great thing about it is, is that success begets success. So just uh, the the the, uh, the drawing that we had for the three uh, free uh, combo meals, that really came as a direct result of me talking to firehouse subs, saying, hey, we've we got these firefighters and stuff coming out. Uh, what, you know, what's it going to cost to put some platters together? And they go, hey, we'll, we'll donate a couple of platters. And then we started 
talked and said, here, have some of these, give these away. Uh, so that, that happens. Uh, one of our other supporters, uh, uh, with, uh, Wolf Ace Hardware, uh, just out of the blue, he goes, Hey, I think I've got some, you know, we got some, uh, belt buckles here, which will be some secondary. Uh, we'll have a couple of those, some secondary gifts. Firefighter. For firefighters. They're, 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 right. They, they look gorgeous. They're, uh, they're, they're pretty amazing. So, uh, and they're uh, of a limited series, so they're really, really exciting. But the main thing, of course, is getting people to come out, enjoy the night sky, see all that we have out there. And we have added some incredible things, including on our radio telescope and our SATCOM array now that we can communicate to and through the International Space Station, uh, orbiting satellites. Uh, this is just one thing. And we have our Earth, Moon, Earth is going to be happening. Michael, did you want to talk, talk to us a little bit about that? We were lucky enough to receive uh, some major funding. We'll probably have to come back and talk more about the official news there and, and, and give you the official news. <laughs> we'll names. do a whole hour, for God's sakes. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and announce it here that we have been funded through some uh, wonderful partners to be able to put together our Earth, Moon, Earth. This is the Earth... Are the Moon Bounce radio station. Wow. So we'll be putting on some special programs. This is part of the deal that we're doing with uh, with uh, one of the, the folks that we're working with, that we'll be doing some programs for uh, the general public, programs for higher education, and programs for uh, undergraduate, high school and undergraduates, uh, where they will learn about uh, spectrum. Basically, we're talking about radio communications we're talking about uh radio frequency allocations and then the uh the capstone event for this program will be every person taking part in this will get to literally bounce their voice off of the moon and wow. i mean what an amazing yeah amazing thing that will be uh we'll be working all year putting this together this is going to take yeah. a little bit of time for us to get this entire uh system put together but it'll be part of our uh berman radio studies center and it's really going to be something i mean we'd like to think that we're already an original right. not only in nebraska but in the united states yeah. this really puts us at a whole different level where we'll We'll have this uh, EME or uh, moon bounce uh, capability. No, absolutely. We for sure we will do a show. We won't get sidetracked with other events, and we'll just dedicate an hour and and we'll get you guys back in here. I, I will say this. Hey, listen, this this belt buckle. I, you know, I'm not a I'm not a metal guy. Maybe it's pewter. Maybe it's something else. But it's a beautiful uh, belt buckle. It's a commemorative uh, 1989 edition um, that really gives good honor to firefighters and first responders. So. Um, that's cool. One of the things I enjoy, Matt and Lisa, you're you're a testament to it, is that you guys have really done it from the ground up. But um, every time you come here, we're talking about community involvement and the good things. And it's not just about the stars. I mean, you're educating youth, you're educating adults. It's really a space um, that I think what you guys are doing, you know, shows some of the best of Lincoln. It, for a show that sometimes I get into knife fights in, it's nice uh, to talk about the things as a community that we're doing um that's good lisa when you decided what what was it that you said you know this is what i want to give my time and effort to was just, there a specific moment um just the the passion um that they show for what they're doing and the dedication um i highly respect that and they're they're good humans and i'm i'm drawn to that as well so um it's it's really nice to be surrounded by people that understand 
the the work that goes into you know your community development and things like that so and these these are some very upstanding individuals well i i agree and i mean i'm not just saying it matt you've been in in several times but when you hear uh, mike talk about (laughs) the stars i mean the subject could could be handled a bunch of different ways but the passion that you throw out just in the way you speak now you can imagine if you're talking to young people right because oftentimes we might have the knowledge, but it's the way we communicate and the passion. And does it come from a place of heart or does it come from like, oh, I just got to do this? No, I mean, that's, I think, the attraction I have as well and why you guys come in here and you match it with not only the stars, but the technology and the things that you are building. And it's just a really niche, unique thing in mm-hmm. Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Lisa, the you got to give me, even though you said, well, I'm not an expert, give me your favorite constellation, favorite star and why. Um, the Big Dipper, because I can find it pretty easily. Um, no, I, you know, when I was a kid, I think we all remember sitting, you know, walking in, in science. They have you sit in, look at the stars, and it always just fascinated me. And, and um, you know, you kind of grow up thinking you're going to do that someday, and then you don't. And then as an adult, you're like, wow, I wish I knew more about our universe. And the few times that I've you know, thought I knew something and something else I learned and going out to the observatory and just seeing what they do. And I'll never forget when I saw Saturn mm-hmm. at one of the barbecues. I just uh, time and looking back in time and light right, speed, right. Uh, rough calculations, <laughs> second, three, five, ten. How, when we see Saturn, <laughs> how far back are we looking? Well, let's see. Uh, we're we're it. it, it, it it kind of depends on exactly where Saturn's located. Okay. Uh, but for it can be further but you're, away. Ta- you're talking about ten astronomical units. Okay. An astronomical unit is the distance between uh, the the Earth, the average distance between the Earth and the Sun. Uh, that's about ninety three million miles, and it takes about eight minutes for that to travel. So okay. if you were to then multiply eight by ten, that's going to give you an idea on gotcha. how many minutes it's going to be. So, gotcha. So we're we're roughly, uh, you know, I'm not even going to guess because then all the callers and people are going <laughs> to back me up. Safe to say, we are looking back in time just a little bit, folks. Oh. So yeah, light, light, had, light is very fast. Right, lights uh, about eighty uh, minutes is uh, what I think. One hundred eighty-six thousand miles per second, two point nine nine times ten to the eighth power meters per second. It's very, very fast, but it is finite. It does That's have right. a finite speed. So uh, you know, a lot of times in the solar system, we might talk light seconds. We might talk light minutes, but it's much easier to talk about light years because that's the distance that light travels in one year. The nearest star to us after the sun is a star named Proxima Centauri. It's in the Alpha Centauri star system. It's a little over four light years, 4.26 light years away. And when you look at that star that's about four light years away, you're looking at what it looked like four years ago. That's right. Now, if we sent our fastest spacecraft, which would be the... Right now, the record holder would be the Parker Solar Probe. It's moving at oh my goodness, it's about three hundred fifty thousand miles an hour. I mean, it is. Wow. It's it. It could get from Lincoln to Omaha in a half a second. That's how fast wow. it's going. If you sent it to the nearest star to us after the sun, it'd still take about fifteen thousand years to get there. Wow! So the distance to these things is is incredible. And then when you start talking about galaxies. Two and a half, three and a half million light years away. You're looking at what these things look like millions of years ago. So astronomers, we we say this all the time, astronomers are like time travelers. 
Telescopes yeah. are like time machines. We are looking, the further we look in space, the further back in time we're looking. Yeah. And you're, the knowledge. I mean, did you just hear that? I know. Like, I'm like, whoa. I know. <laughs> it's incredible. And we've all sat through classes where somebody's not as passionate about the information and Mike keeps you on the edge How of your How could seat. you not be? That's right? amazing. And you tend to remember it, too, yeah. as much. Um, and, the, well, and, the, and it starts the conversations. Michael was talking about that. We're a father and son. They sent us a, a message uh, and said that my, my, uh, my son and I are now talking about the moon we're talking about light we're talking about distance and just having that conversation again making science fun right mm-hmm. because we need a whole new crop of astronomers engineers astronauts for the next generations to come and we're hoping that maybe we can play a small part in that well i think you're playing a big part in that uh, locally here and again their event uh, hunting orion is march 12th uh, honoring uh, fire and rescue uh, we'll continue to talk about there. Lots of great giveaways there. Uh, commemorative belts, uh, Vortex HD binoculars. Um, yeah, take your family out there, fire and rescue, and and introduce them to this if they haven't seen it. Um, and the public too. I mean, Absolutely. go out there. Um, I mean, when you talk about upcoming programs with bouncing your voice off the moon, it's just incredible. And I think you're right. It's it's easy. I guess it depends on your age, but most of us. You know it, the the mathematics and 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 talking about things like Mike, what you're bringing up. We were looking to the stars. Of course, a new generation is going smaller, and they're going into quarks and different things and computer speed. But the point is, you these days, especially for the youth, you can go both ways. You mm-hmm. can go out and you can go mm-hmm. in. And you know, when I was young, <coughs> you couldn't go in. The science wasn't there yet, and and all of that. I, I still will say this. I think looking out is a billion times better <laughs> i think uh for your soul and just understanding kind of the vastness of the universe um and really how undiscovered it is is incredible it's probably your attraction as it well is, lisa yeah there you just there's so much we don't know yeah you know and i i always have to say it as a sailor i'm like well we know more about the universe than we know about the oceans but you know the reality is is to me the universe is a heck of a lot more fun to explore and you guys have the tools and the knowledge to help people um tell me about um well i don't know tell me about the latest i gotta say james webb i just have to say it tell me where, where where's james webb at what's it doing Well, James Webb Space Telescope took about a month to get from us to where it is located now. It is not technically in orbit around the Earth like the Hubble Space Telescope was. This is in a uh, what's called a Lagrangian point. It's a it's a gravitational parking spot in the Earth Sun uh, uh, system. And uh, this is just a place where it will be able to orbit for some time. All right, we'll get a little more on James Webb and the event at Branch Oak Observatory when we come back and finish the show. 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. All right, we're uh, back on quickly here with uh, Branch Oak Observatory. Again, March 12th is the event, Hunting Orion, out at the observatory at Branch Oak Lake, honoring fire and rescue. Please go out. Um, There's just so much information. Mike, real quick, we were talking about James Webb. I do want you quickly to explain the tranches. Did I even get it right? 
are, are you talking Wait. about the Lagrangian points? Yeah, the, why, why am I thinking tranches? Lagrangian You're points. Close. We so, learned something about gravity, sort of, kind of, that I can't believe. So we, we, we've got these, these points of gravitational interaction between the gravity of the Earth and the Sun, and these are called uh, Lagrangian points, and these are in various locations in a, in a, in a two-body, uh, three-body systems. And in this case, we have the, uh, the Space Telescope, the James Webb Space Telescope, is not orbiting the Earth, it is actually orbiting the L2 Lagrangian point, which is about, believe it or not, four times the distance between here and the moon. So it is very far away. It's on the opposite side. The whole idea is to get it uh, get it away from the the brightness of the of the sun. Of course, yeah. the, the, that distance isn't a factor, but it's pointed in the opposite direction. It it has a shield to protect it from the uh, light from the sun behind it, and then it uh, it's looking in the infrared uh, spectrum. So a lot of you'll you'll hear a lot of people say this is the the new Hubble Space Telescope, or it's taking the place of Hubble, and that's just not true. That's a a visible light telescope. This is. Primarily looking in the infrared uh, spectrum. Wow. Okay. If you folks aren't convinced that you can learn something and have a heck of a great time out at Branch Oak Observatory, uh, you've missed the point. Uh, Lisa, can't thank you enough for coming you. in and your support it. and telling your story of supporting the observatory. Uh, wish you the best. Uh, Matt, appreciate it. Thanks, Come on Captain. back. Thanks, Commander. All right. 1499.3 KLIN.